0: Hey there, and welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. so good to be here uh, with you all. Uh, My name is Nathan, my wife Lauren. We lead One Church online um, and for those that don't know, so we're One Church in many locations and online is one of our locations so we've been doing that for a few months now and thank you for all of you that are asking after that and praying for us. Um, We're trying loads of different things and seeing some great things happening there. Just want to read one comment that we saw last week that really kind of puts into context like what we're trying to do. This uh, lady put Good morning. Thank you for One Church Online. I can't attend church in person. One Church Online is a lifeline. And so we sent that to the team. That's just really encouraging for us. That... Our, our commitments and our conviction is there are so many people that need to be reached with the good news of Jesus and we need to do all we can to reach as many people as we can and use every tool that is at our disposal. So if you were to pray for us, pray that God would use us to reach more people with the good news of Jesus. Amen? Brilliant. So hey, we are in a series. If you're new to this space, if you're new to us here, what we do at One Church is we... Um, go through teaching series and we'll take a few weeks at a time and talk about a particular topic, and the topic that we're in at the moment, the series is called PLUS. And we're spending time in a letter in the Bible to Peter, and we're reading verses, so 2 Peter 1, verses 3 to 9, and that's what we've been studying as a church together over the past few weeks, and it's been an excellent series, by the way. I think if you've, if you've missed any of the messages, you can catch some online, because we do it in all of our locations, um, or you can catch the podcast from Gloucester here, because the messages have been outstanding. And if you've got a Bible, you can pick that up now, and we're going to read together our key verse, and it's 2 Peter 1, verses 3 to nine. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. For this reason... Make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge and to knowledge, self control and to self control, perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love I love what Nick shared that's excellent that that our love will show um, Jesus to our world if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins Today we're going to stay in this letter and so many great things have been unpacked from those few verses already but I'd like, to, I'd like us to read on a little bit and, and get a really good picture of what Peter is doing in this letter and what he's writing about and the more we read the more we understand and it's a short letter so I'd encourage you all to, to read it in full if you can but we read on um, to verse 12 and he says this, so I will always remind you of these things even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. He's reminding the church that he's writing to of of what's important, what matters. He's almost saying like, for me, this is like, don't forget your keys. I forget my keys all of the time. So one of the most regularly asked questions that Lauren will ask me is, do you have your keys? Have you got the keys? Have Have you locked the car? If we're ever staying in a hotel, do you have the key? And I always respond like a grumpy teenager, like, yes, of course. I often don't, <laughs> so she needs to ask me that. But, but in the same way that keys unlock doors, if you possess these things, he's saying, remember these things, pick these things up. It will unlock so many things in your life, namely how to be effective in your faith. If you can possess these qualities, you already have them in Christ, remember them. And he's saying this, so i always remind you of these things so that you can be firmly established in the truth. And then verse 13, I think it right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that it will soon be put aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me, and I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Something more is going on now. And now, here's the context of the letter. Here's what's going on. Here's what we believe is happening when Peter is writing this letter. It's the second letter that he's written to the churches in age of It's about 60 AD. And there's two things to, to note that are going on. Number one, he's in the letter. He's responding to, to teaching that has made its way into the church that basically said this. Because Jesus hadn't yet come back, it's about 60 AD, Jesus hadn't come back yet. People were teaching this, he's not come back, he's probably not going to come back, we should do what we like. And and, and that was, that kind of teaching had made its way into the church and it's almost like, take an exam for example, there's two types of people in the world, there's those that revise and those that don't revise. Um, Hands up those that revise for an exam. Oh there you are, all of you, waving your doctorates in the air, proudly. Hands up, like me, those that don't revise. Yes, good. Yep, I can see you're just like me. I ha- you will know this then, that the further away the exam seems, the, the less urgent it seems and the less real it is. It's kind of over there in the future, so I don't really need to do anything now. The, tr- the trouble is with me, that feeling doesn't go away until I'm actually looking at the exam. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, oh, I should have done something more here. The, the the church Jesus hadn't come back. Maybe he, maybe he never will. We should do what we like. And that that informed their actions. And it didn't lead to them being more charitable, or more loving, or more kind. Their their God became pleasure. They started living for themselves. And Peter addresses this. And in his letter, he says, no, Jesus is coming back. We've, We've not made this up. He says in verse 16, for we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power. But we were eyewitnesses to his majesty. We've seen him. We know him. He is coming back. So he's tackling this teaching head on, saying it absolutely matters what you do with your life. What you do with your actions and with your words and how you live, it matters. Jesus is coming back. This isn't made up. That's the first thing. That's the first sort of context that's going on. The second, and we kind kind of read it there, is Peter is about to die. So this really, he's about to be executed. So this is really his farewell speech to the churches that he's written to before. And and with his last opportunity, you could say, he's taking it, not to say, pray for me. I pray that that wouldn't happen, that I wouldn't be martyred, or this circumstance would change for me. He's he's reminding the church of what really matters. Like, there is more going on here than just your life. There's more to live for than just the immediate pleasures that gratify. There's a big picture that's happening here. And I love the phrase, and we're going to focus in on this in a second. Peter says, so long as I live in the tent of this body, I'm going to remind you of what matters. And I'm going to remind you that the tent isn't all there is. There's a wonderful big picture happening here. And it matters what you do with your life. So in the Bible, different... Letters and writings, they get, we can categorise them into different genres of writing. And the, the, the technical term for the genre of this letter, are you ready for it? Is apocalyptic eschatology. I know. Just turn to the person next to you and say, apocalyptic eschatology. It's fun to say. Say it three times really fast. Go on, ready? Apocalyptic eschatology. It gets easier to say. So eschatology, eschatology meaning the theology or the belief about end times, Yay. about <laughs> about what's going to happen at the end of all things, end times. What do we believe about that? And Peter, this this letter, he really goes to town talking about that. Now, end times. It's not really the easiest thing to talk about, is it? Like, Hi, my name's Nathan. When do you think the world's going to end? <laughs> like you can't just slip that into conversation, but. But whether, whether it's because Peter is faced with his own mortality, what he goes on to write about, he really goes there and he really unpacks this topic. And so he, he, says, he says this, so we've got 2 Peter 3, this is the same letter, 3.11. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and its works will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? It's strong. He's not shying away from that. He's saying it matters what you do with your time and with your life. Make every effort to make this thing count. He's almost saying don't fixate on the tent. Don't fixate on the temporary. Don't get stuck worrying about or prioritizing or living for the tent instead be mindful that jesus is coming back this will all change soon later one day but live that way don't fixate on the tent thank you peter easier said than done (laughs) i I, um had a conversation with a friend i went to school with a a while back and he he knows what i do he knows what i believe and and i asked him i said so what do you believe like what's do you, do you think there's a God? Like, what's, what's your belief? And he said, oh, maybe, but, and his, this was his answer, I'll think about that one day. Like, maybe, but like that's I'll think about that later. It's almost like the exam that we spoke about because it's the further away I can push that, the less urgent it feels and the less responsibility I have for it to make an impact on my life. So I'll put it over there. But the reality for him was, like, he's got a pretty nice tent. Like, he's got a really good job. A wonderful family he's, he's in good health he's got good friends and it's very easy for him to be very satisfied living his life for in and around the tent the temporary what he's got in the immediate and it, I think the same is true for you and I it's so easy isn't it to, to live each day focusing on the, the tent and good things and bad we can we can prioritize and just think about like okay what have I got to do tomorrow what's coming up next month uh, what's what's my next promotion what, what's the project at hand what have I got to do at school what am I studying what's the let's have a go oh. 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 what's the what's my house extension gonna look like maybe I can add something in here um, what have we gotta do with the kids They've got to go, to, Caleb's at nursery now. That's a big step, bless him. to he got torn away from us crying the other day. We got some child free time, that was great. And I wonder if I can get away in, in May. I'm going to try and plan to get away in, and then, before we know it, everything we do, everything we live for, everything we talk about, is based on this. I have like a slight fear that you're all going to leave and play a big joke on me. <laughs> Guys still or that someone would just lock the tent. That's why I'm keeping my feet out, just in case Amy runs up and closes it. (laughs) Phew still there. (laughs) Peter said so long as I'm in the tent, I'm gonna remind others that the tent isn't all there is. There's a wonderful, glorious big picture going on here. And interesting the language that he picks, like a thief it's all going to change uh, just stick on that for a sec because that's an interesting word isn't it that's like quite a negative word and you could argue that for some the end of all things when Jesus does come back the end of their life will have negative results because they've rejected Jesus but like a thief this happened this week here's an interesting thing um, our, our, someone tried to break into our house like true story Like, someone tried to break into our front door. So, like, the the door's been tampered with. You can see where they tried to get a screwdriver in and open it up. And, like, oh, that wasn't pleasant. If you've ever had anything stolen or tampered with, it's a bit bit violated, don't you? A bit worried. Like, we were out, they did it in broad daylight, the cheek of it. But so, what it did, though, is it created in me, like, some urgency. Like I, w- I was on the phone to, to my friend at the police, being like, What do I do? How do we catch them? When, when's the investigation starting? I, w- I went round to, to every one of my neighbours, knocked on their door, said, Do you know there's thieves about? Someone tried to, to knock in. I was informing them, slash trying to see if it was them. <laughs> Does that ring any bells? Number five? Hmm? Mrs. Smith? <laughs> <laughs> that Zimmer Frame's not fooling anyone. You're more agile than you look. On, yeah. Anyway, but I went around. It created it created urgency in us, in me, mid all of the wonderful hectic. Like, cause it was quite exciting as well. But we've 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 reported it. We've got we're going to get some better security and things like that. Part of me likes to think that they did get in and just tripped over the pile of nappies and thought better of their life choices. <laughs> it's probably not that. It's probably not the house. To I'll go down the road. if you want to protect your house come to us we'll give you some nappies (laughs) the conviction that hit me knowing that I was going to talk about this today but the conviction that I had in that moment as I'm talking to these people around my street that I've never spoken to before but there was an urgency created in me is that I cared more highly I created more urgency I worried more about my possessions and their possessions than I did the state of their soul that was more urgent for me but Peter's saying, like a thief, this is going to change. So, so how should you then live? Yeah. And this, this, is, this is big and heavy stuff, and it can be. And I, and I joked at the beginning, but we don't often crack open the can of worms that's the end times and everything changing and our eternal destinations. But And I wouldn't want this to, and, and we should never view this with fear or worry. And I don't think... I don't think um, a sense of angst or anxiety are good motivators for us really and and we've probably the pendulum has swung away from that because of some negative things that have happened maybe in church of where we've got that wrong and and, and to scare people into belief and and just to how we should view this I think some verses just to consider how we see the future how we see the end how we see God calling us there it says this in revelation 21 4 he will wipe away every tear from their eyes there'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old things will have passed away in 1 corinthians 2 9 it says however it is written what no eye has seen what no ear has heard what no human mind has conceived the things that god has prepared for those that love him where we're going what we're called to the eternity with god is wonderful it's glorious it's better than we can imagine it's, it's more loving it's more joyful than we can imagine it's something to be excited about and to look forward with a sense of hope and expectancy but urgency still and, and for us and for our loved ones and for those that we brush shoulders with like it matters what we do it matters what we do with our time and with our lives this church matters it has a mission it has a mission to see people one for Christ And to become fully devoted disciples of him. So how ought we to live? And there's this wonderful sense of urgency. But to look look ahead with hope, joy and expectation. I I went away at the beginning of this last week just to do some study. I left Lauren to fend the thieves off um, and defend our house alone. Whenever I go away, I'll bring a present back for Caleb, so he expects me to, to bring a present back now, so I, I called and did a FaceTime with him, and he didn't ask how I was or what was going on, he just said, have you got my present? <laughs> <laughs> and I had something, I had a little bit of Lego that I spent like £70 on, it was a little box of Lego, it wasn't £70, it's was expensive though, Lego. And so when I'm away, his expectation is that I'll come back with something good and and how much more so of our heavenly father that our expectation of him is that there is something wonderful and glorious and good waiting for us in the future and we should look ahead with joy and hope and anticipation but so long as we are in our tents let's make every effort to add to our faith goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love so that we won't be ineffective with our lives. Each and every one of us, I believe, has a call of God on us to be effective. And this this is different for every one of us. Some of us, it will mean many people are reached um, for Christ through our lives. Others, it might mean one. But so long as we are true to what God has called us to. Now, um, I wanted to, to, to also bring this element in as, as we consider this, and appreciate I'm throwing a few different thoughts out to us. Um, it might be that, that it's, it's a bit harder to, to grasp, it's a bit harder to put our minds forward to, to the, this big picture that Peter's talking about, like the end times, that all these things will change, so live your life with that in mind, let that inform your actions, because I think we go through times where, and I, I joked about being in the tent, in line, sitting in this, but we, we go through times where everything that's temporal, the, the things that you would relate to the tent, our immediate circumstances are so pressing and real and hard to look beyond. And you may say, like, Nate, this is good, I understand, but actually my, the pain that I'm in at the moment is very real. And I can't see past that, or my sense of loss is very real my what's troubling me that financial circumstance what what I'm going through that's very pressing and it's not so easy for me to to lift my mind beyond and to live with the sense of purpose and calling because this is very real and there's a wonderful like pastoral emphasis that Peter puts into his letter and he says this in so this is chapter 3 verse 8 He says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. And you can feel the pastoral heart coming out as he's talking to these churches. Don't forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And there's this wonderful idea that whilst we we may feel a bit lost where we may feel like okay great I know it will change one day I know you can say that he'll wipe away every tear one day but actually my pain right now is pretty real and my loss right now is pretty real my worry right now is pretty real I think God's timeline is different and he's faithful to his promises and he is with us here not for a second do I believe that God has stood at the end of time looking back and judging what we're doing with ours thinking okay they've done that wrong, they're focusing on this, they're worried about that are they fixated on that problem when they should have been looking at me and when they get here I'm gonna let them know about it and I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to town on them it says in John that the word God became flesh and made his dwelling among us and there's this beautiful thing in Jesus where he steps out of eternity into our temporary, into our lives, into our tents and when we accept Jesus there's this wonderful thing that happens where he effectively holds our hands in, that, in the now, in the, this moment and walks with us into eternity. Yeah. So if it hurts here, if it's painful here, if this is all-consuming here, we're not alone in that and he's faithful with his promises. And he's patient with us and in Christ he joins with us and walks with us into eternity so whatever you are facing whatever your tent looks like at the moment good or bad don't get stuck there it's not all there is there's a bigger picture going on and actually today we can invite Jesus in say I'm I am looking forward to a wonderful future with you future in this life yes but future for eternity as well but here and now we can know his presence, we can know his peace, we can know his joy, we can know his faithfulness in this life and through into eternity. So bands, you can come up, not just Chris, we're going we're gonna to spend the time, just, just allow this to land. And I, I want you to just reflect for a second, and they're going to lead us in a song. Reflect for a second on, on your circumstances and what's, what's going on in your life. Where has your focus been? What have you been prioritising and living for? Have you been caught up recently in the things relating to the tent? Another challenge I want to throw our way, and this just talks about the urgency that I, I touched on with regards to it being a thief. I think when we live a life stuck in the tent, when we have a tent-based faith, that leads to a, a tentative faith. When the tent is all there is, it's not that urgent what I do with my time. When, when this, is, this is all there is for my friends, it's not that urgent what I do with them for my family for my loved ones but when I recognise this is only here for a moment and it's one day going to change that creates a sense of urgency in me where I need to let them know about the goodness of Jesus about the hope that I have found in him and I want to put that challenge out there for us too so would you stand with me I'm going to pray and the band's going to lead us in worship now just take a moment bow your head close your eyes just allow the allow the Lord to speak to you and land this for you personally Mm, thank you Lord thank you for your goodness thank you for your word that challenges that illuminates it speaks life and Lord I pray that today we would each of us in our own way recognise that there is a greater picture going on there's a there's there's so much more that meets the eye than our immediate and Lord I pray that you would help us to lift our eyes to that in this moment that the thought of you the thought of what you've done this wonderful idea of the eternity with you that we are called to would inform the right here the right now God, help us to live each day with that sense of expectation, making every effort to add these things to our faith, but also an urgency with those that are around us to share your love, to share your goodness, to share the hope that we have in Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's sing together now. That's the power of your name Just a mention makes a way Giant's fallen, strongholds breaking. There is healing, and that's the power that I. There's no power like the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, very quickly before the service is done, we want to give everyone the opportunity to respond. Jesus to have that certainty for this life and for all of eternity. So if you are here and you have not made that decision to accept Jesus into your heart, to make him Lord of your life, you can do that in this moment. Maybe you did that and it was years ago and you know you are not right with God. In this moment you can come back to him say, Jesus I want you in my life, I want you in my heart, be Lord of my life, I invite you in now and forevermore. So would you all please bow your head, close your eyes in a moment of privacy. If that's you, you know who you are. And after the count of three, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand and then we will pray with you. If you want to accept Jesus into your life today, raise your hand after the count of three. One, two, three. Fantastic. Yeah, you can put it down again. That's wonderful. Jesus, we thank you that you came and dwelt among us. We thank you that you died in our place and that you rose again in victory, that we might know life and life to the full and relationship with you. God, we thank you that in this moment, those that have responded to you are now your children. They've been adopted into your family. And for all of eternity, we can enjoy an amazing relationship with you. What an amazing hope that we have. Would that hope inform every single moment of our day in your wonderful name, Jesus? Amen and amen. Amen.